and welcome to another episode of Kitchen Conversation with James and Rama. My name is James. Introduce yourself, Rama. My name is Rama. In this episode of Kitchen Conversation, we're going to be talking about the question, what are our goals for 2022? Rama, first podcast of the year, first episode of Kitchen Conversations. What are we hoping to achieve in 2022? What are we hoping to achieve in 2022? Such a, you know, a, a very... Uh, what do you call it, uh, you know, very wide, very vague question there that you're asking me because there's a lot. <laughs> I guess let's let's start from uh, the, uh, from this podcast. What are we hoping to achieve in this podcast, James? I mean, we, we before this episode um, started recording, we, we were looking at our stats and, you know, we, we, look, we I think we had uh, 570-something listens, I believe. 517 views of all time. Yeah, so I think... Our goal, hopefully, for this this podcast is to have a thousand views. Thousand views by the end of twenty twenty two. We'll probably look. Yep. Let's do. I mean, let's let's go through this. What we've mentioned here, um, in the end, in December twenty twenty two. Yeah. And 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 see how many of these we ticked. All right. So see so, see what we clipped off. But I reckon if we were to get like, and if we were to push out like between twenty and twenty six episodes this year, would be a solid effort. Yeah, one per fortnight. I think we, I think we can achieve that. Is, is that's, the, that's aim. the aim. So twenty six episodes uh, and one thousand, you know, total uh, views. Yeah. How about that? That sounds sounds good. And then, then, for what that means is that for like each of those twenty six episodes, theoretically, because we just need five hundred more kind of views to get get there. Yeah, correct. Um, uh, we need at for least twenty twenty five episodes four. as an estimate. We just need twenty views. 20 views per episode. That's achievable when we break it down like that. Are you sure that math is correct? I think your math is wrong. Because 20 by 25. No, that's too That's 250. Wrong. 250, double that is, 500. That is bad, bad math, I reckon. <laughs> you reckon? We, need, we need 500, right? Yeah, 20, 25 episodes with oh, 20 right. listeners yeah, on 20, each episode. Yeah. Maybe you're right. So it's achievable. it's achievable. It's yes. achievable. Yes, yes, yes. So 20 views <laughs> per episode. Is that right? 20 views per episode would be the hope, hope and the, hopes and dreams. Hopes and dreams, indeed. All right. So it's measurable. Let's do it. Let's do it. I mean, I guess what, we, what we're hoping to get from you guys, the listeners, is probably some ideas what you guys want to hear from us. Because um, I noticed that in our stat, we got a lot of listeners from the US, surprisingly. We do. A lot so of maybe people in the US just, in, you know, just interested in to hear what people that live in Australia is like, you know. Uh, what what is it like living here in, in Oz? If that's what you want to hear, we can tell you because we, again, you know, we we both now live in different uh, parts of Australia. We live in two different city type of cities. Um, I live in yep. the capital, but it's nothing like in the US, like a DC where it's a it's a major city with lots of people. In here, is the opposite. We created yep. a, I think Australia created a capital city just because both the two ma- major cities in in Australia were fighting to be the capital. And the compromise was we built this, you know, purpose-built capital city that just housed the majority of the government uh, buildings, and yeah. and it's in I guess it's technically in, in between the, both those uh, big two cities, which is Sydney and Melbourne. Yeah, it's theoretically halfway. Halfway, but I'm assuming it's closer to Sydney. I think it's a little bit closer to Sydney. Yeah. <laughs> and it is situated in the same state as Sydney in New South Wales. So. <laughs> yeah, it is also inside of New South Wales. Correct. Although it is its own territory. So, you know, it's, it's got its own government. And yeah, so I live in the capital city. James live in one of the biggest cities in Australia, which is Sydney, Yeah. Uh, where I used to live and where we met. 
Um, so yeah, so that's the goal for this podcast. So hopefully um, we'll, we'll reach that. And then uh, for yourself, James, what are some of the, your goals outside of this Ooh. podcast? Outside of this podcast, I'm hoping... Personal goal, go. Hoping for a little bit more. I hope to put post more videos to YouTube. I set myself the goal last year of putting 52 videos up on YouTube, one video per week. I kind of, for wine videos, I kind of got in the vicinity of that. I threw out probably in the vicinity of maybe 60 videos, some not related to wine, some are unlisted. But then also doing some shorts and some live streams. So I think I ended up doing 63 instead of 52 videos in the year so kicking some goals Hmm. got over 170 something hours of watch time grew my subscribers by 40 so what i'd love to do is hit 100 subscribers by the end of 2022 so going from i think the 65 that i have to 100 would be one of the goals showing value for content putting out another kind of 52 wine videos throughout the year as part of that and also, yeah, I'm still trying to figure out whether I want to kind of grow watch time, engagement, or just kind of raw, raw number of views. Um, I'm hoping eventually it turns into like more of a community. So potentially getting a little creative in the future. So like this is long-term planning that I don't think that will come to pass in 2022, but putting like a wine community on Discord or something and then figuring out how to do like scented candles from wine bottles plus like maybe NFTs. I want to do some more stuff in the crypto space with non-fungible tokens and art. It's piqued my curiosity hearing about the metaverse. So I want to have a goal around that, but I'm not sure what it is. Right. Yeah, Any- well, for me, I just want to do better than you in YouTube for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> because I can. Just because I can. I'm going to see. So I want to see if I could get more subscribers than you, more views than you, and they probably do less videos. Let's see if that's achievable. Just because I thought, why not try? <laughs> and, and even before this episode, we did a little bit of a 2021 review and you posted, what, zero videos, Rama? I posted zero videos in 2021. Um, and I think I've got, I'm pretty sure I had more views and more hours of watch than you. Yeah. That was pretty bad. <laughs> From uh, two videos that you have total. Yeah. Compared to what the sixty-three something, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Actually, I had three videos in total, but yeah, you know, I think one of them only got like sixty watches, and yeah. then the other one had something like uh, four thousand watches, and then I had my main video, which is yeah, have like fifty thousand watches or something like that. So yeah, like I said, it was just interesting, and I thought, let's see if I could do it, James, just yeah. to again, yeah, just just as a. Uh, I don't know, just, just as a, a fun comparison by the end of the year. Challenge. <laughs> yeah. Benchmark. Case just study. A, just as a benchmark for yourself, you know. <laughs> measure against, you know, yeah. I don't know, whatever. Should I move from talking about wine to talking about tech? <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't even know what I'm going to do with my videos just yet. Yeah. So, again, yeah, three of my videos are all tech-related um, product reviews or product comparison. But I guess, again, that's just a, it probably is just a lot more... Um, a lot more audience in that space, yeah. I guess, than wine. So, oh, definitely. But um, you know, I don't know if that if that's a sustainable long term. That's all because obviously, again, you know, with with more audience means more competition, competition as well. Yeah. You know, so, you know, the, the, you know, you, I mean, I'm pretty sure you know the big major um, tech players in YouTube. Yeah, so definitely. Those those guys are making bank. MK. So. MK. Oh man, like CES is on at the moment. So looking at the 
reviews coming out from like Linus Tech Tips. Yeah. Oof. So yeah, the the major tech ones are like Linus, uh, MKBHD, Unbox Therapy. Mm. Uh, you know, um, I think for the phones are like Mister Mister Who's the Boss. I'm pretty sure he's yeah. pretty big in the phone space. So it's uh, interesting. your average consumer. I like his videos as well. So. So it's interesting seeing how big like a totable addressable market is. Whereas I can like Penfolds is probably one of the top of my mind big name brands in Australia that I'm aware of that also has reputation overseas globally. Yeah. And I can post a video and rank on the first page of YouTube with Penfolds related keywords. Nice. So if I can find like if I can hit like good content for that, like and I've noticed that pen videos where I talk about penfolds seem to do the best have you, in terms of views. I, I just I have an idea and I thought maybe you should try it and see if it works. Have you ever done a video where you compare like Australian wine against like another country's popular wine, Ooh. like a French wine? And just go Ooh. look, budget French wine versus budget Australian wine and then see. Ooh, I like see, that. Yeah, see what, what, what kind of viewers you get because I think people that have wine, you know, I guess yeah. people are new to the wine scene. Uh, when they watch a lot of... Um, uh, Hollywood movies, for example, yeah. or TV shows, French wine gets mentioned a lot. Yeah. Um, and you thought, hey, you know what? Because I know, I, I mean, I don't, I don't drink wines, but I think I know that we kind of have a, you know, just as prestigious uh, of a wine reputation and, and as the French as well. Um, yeah. In 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 wine circles, I mean, you know, is that is that correct? Is Australian wine highly regarded in the wine industry or in in the wine space? <laughs> Yes and no. Supply and demand. Like French has got France has gotten a popular in Bordeaux and Burgundy. Hmm. So that'll be an interesting one because I can then also extend that similar principle to French wine, Italian wine, and Spanish wine, yeah. and try and find I don't know like twenty dollar, five dollar Australian wine I mean. versus twenty dollar French wine. I think you'll get a lot more views in the budget space than you do with the the, the fancy stuff. Not that oh, you, yeah. probably, you probably don't even <laughs> want to open your fancy stuff either. So, I can't afford to do fancy stuff sustainably. Yeah, not, not, not in this yeah. level yet until you start maybe getting some uh, some endorsements maybe. Yeah. You know, some company sending you free yeah. fancy wines, I suppose. So. Sp- sponsorships and branding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> make that happen. Yeah, so I, I, just thought, I just thought of that idea and I thought, hey, that might be something mm. you could do because I would be interested to watch it just because I keep hearing all these, you know, 1964, Chateau d'Alon, you know, something like that. And I'm like, how how much better is that than a Penfolds or a yeah. you know uh, I don't know what's a what's another one like a Murray River or something Margaret, I don't know what anything from the Margaret River yeah. yeah Margaret River the Margaret River wines um, I know South Australia Colin wines got some of the more uh-huh. popular wineries I'm assuming yeah don't get me wrong Canberra has some wineries too I it should is. get you to yeah I should get you to go review some of those um, and and I, I and it's one of those things that now that we're not gonna it doesn't look like that we're doing lockdowns in Sydney anymore. It's not a thing anymore. Hmm. Um, it's off the cards, but it means we can travel a lot more exactly. um, without so, the concerns of borders being locked down. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. So, if, you know, again, if there's something you, you want to do, let me know. Um, I'll, I'm more than happy to grab a couple of bottles um, and then bring it down. When I'm, I'll, I'll go to Sydney yeah. more often than you go to Canberra. So Yes, that is very true. Um, so if there's anything you want me to... Because I, I, I found a, a this niche little... Um, bottle shop and he the guy that works there is super passionate about wines and about um you know anything to do with beverages and 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 he's not like one of the b you know bws or liquor land one of the big chains so he really gives you proper recommendation 
Yeah. And I only stumbled because we I needed to buy a, a present for somebody. I mean, I was tasked by the office to buy a farewell <laughs> gift for someone and I messed up that assignment. And then on the last day, I thought, booze. <laughs> it's yeah. like the easiest default, you know? Yeah, Australians, they like their alcohol. <laughs> I went and then I, 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 you know, I found this little place yeah. that was open um, during uh, places where a lot of, you yeah. know, they were already closed. Um, and then I went there and he got some very niche recommendation that I thought, ah, oh, I reckon it'd be really good for your channel yeah. because there's some names in it that I've never yeah. heard of. Uh, and apparently they're really good. That'd be really interesting because I think that brings me to another goal that I'm not I'm sure quite how to achieve yet, mm. but it'd be good to like interview. And I'm trying to still figure out how I do this technically from like recording audio and like, do I do it like this podcast over online where I interview someone on Zoom or do I go down to someone's store and be like, hey, can I set up and do like half an hour interview with you? Like we can stop, start it if customers walk in. But like if I can hit up that guy in the bottle shop and give him an interview. Oh, the guy in camera, that'd be great. Yeah. And just like, hey, this is where your bottle shop's located. That'd be, we'll cut oh, you into reckon, wine and like. Yeah, I reckon that'd be only because his shop is like tucked in the city. In it, to be honest, it's in the city, right? Yeah. But it's so tucked away, you'll never find it unless you you were looking for it. Yeah. You know, it's not one of those places you're just going to walk by and stumble because again, bad signage uh, and it's tiny. Like, you know, yeah. it's like a hole in the wall and like you would not know that that's but then when you go inside he's got some proper range like yeah and and i've seen i haven't I, he's got stuff that i haven't seen in other you know common shops like dan mm. murphy's and stuff so yeah i reckon it'd be interesting and just to get the the owners or i'm assuming he's the owner because you know again he looks like he's the owner he's very passionate about it yeah um i reckon just to get his perspective about the industry and then how does how is he competing with the big boys and all that kind of stuff i reckon it'll be interesting definitely yeah and it's like one of those things that bottle shops are so prevalent throughout Australia and Australian culture is how yeah. do you, like we've we've got retailing backgrounds. How do you retail um, when you're such a boutique offering compared to the main yeah, the, players that are monopoly? Exactly. And like you said, you know, how do you compete with, with, your, with your big three, right? The yeah. BWS, Liquorland, and uh, Dan Murphy's. I think that's yeah. the big three, I'm assuming. Yeah, and you even BWS also has the Endeavour Group's beverages behind it, which holds like a luxury wine vendor called Langton's, which there also does go. auctions. So they're like two things going alongside each other. And they kind of complement each other. Yeah. So BWS has access to stuff yeah. that um, a lot of the other common people don't have access to because they have yeah, their, um, their arms. So if a customer comes in and I want this particular thing, technically they can reach out to their Langston yeah. arm and say, hey, you've got a customer who's yeah. willing to pay for this. Yeah. And we acquire like one this. through one of our holdings. And I'm assuming they can because they're backed yeah. by... The, the big boys, right? The Woolies yeah. people, right? Definitely. Because um, I technically have a wine broker <laughs> that I'm on the list, a mailing list for that I use uh, maybe once or twice. I'm on the subscription list, so they'll send me deals that are not like on the website and I can yeah. ring up and, hey, can you put the order through with my card on file? So there you go. So, well, I mean, like I said, yeah, just I just thought it would be interesting for your channel. I would love okay. to see it grow. Um, but I reckon, yeah, just, just play in the budget space, I reckon, because yeah. a lot of Australians are probably going to look at that more. Yeah. And and you probably get a lot more viewers. Again, the US viewers yeah. are not um, probably not exposed to a lot of the Australian yeah. wines. And if you do, yeah. uh, if they're Googling for a particular French wine um, and then you come up, mm-hmm. 
you know, a whole new set of audience for you. They're like, oh, maybe I should give Australian wines a go. Bring people in. Mm. What's your, this is kind of me doing an audience test live whilst we're having a conversation. Like, what's your perception of like a budget number? Like wines under X dollars. Well, for me, a budget would be under 20 bucks. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So, you know, because I think if you, if you, if if you, if you start looking at the $50, you're, you're actually looking at something a little bit more fancier because, you know, wine is something that you bring to people's houses, something that you give people. And, you know, again, I think in Australian culture, it's just something that you drink on a, probably, you know, from a hard day of work, you sort of have a glass for a relaxation and stuff. And, you know, you don't want to waste a $50 or a hundred dollars because then, you know, you just want to go and open something real quick, 20 bucks, but it's still good. Maybe you can do a, you know, $50 or $20 versus $200 bottle of wine. And, you know, what is the, Mm. you know, from, from somebody who drinks it more regularly, what do you you taste the $180, you know, difference? You know what I mean? Can can you tell the difference between a $20 bottle and a hundred something dollar bottle? Wine tasting. That's another one. (laughs) I keep giving you ideas. I feel like I'm just giving you handicaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do like a blind test with your wife and just go, Sarah, hey, drink these two glasses. Which one do you prefer? And one is a $200 bottle and one is a $20 bottle. You can't even tell the difference. Yeah. Well, the the other way you could do it is for the tech space. If you go that way, can you tell the difference between a hundred dollar video or like a twenty dollar video game or a hundred dollar video game, or hundred dollar wireless headphones and three hundred dollar yeah. wireless headphones? Yeah. I mean, I, I was thinking of doing that. Um, now that I got my PS Five, right before the end of twenty twenty one, I finally nice. got it. Uh, far out. That took a long time. Yeah. Um, yeah, now that I got it, I was thinking of doing, you know, something like um, peripherals, you know, the official super duper expensive peripheral and versus yeah. tape one. The only problem is, I don't know if my wife will ever let me buy two peripherals that are identical and then do a comparison. She'll probably kill me. Uh, and go, what are you doing? You both of them, they do the same thing. Put them on Gumtree afterwards or give away. If you <laughs> if you grew big enough, giveaways. <laughs> yeah, I'm not there yet, right? Unfortunately. Uh, I just, you know, <laughs> I don't make enough money to to be giving away things. But hey, look, you know, you're not wrong. I could give away the, the budget one, for example, and then just keep the expensive ones or, or go the other way around and make it a, you know, give it to my 100th subscriber, whatever, you know, yeah, just to annoy you. Like I, like I, like I was doing for this channel. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. And in terms of, that's kind of some of the personal goals, professional <laughs> All right, professional goals. So one of the things that I'm going to try to, uh, what, what, I, what I'm going to be doing in 2022 to kind of improve my professional, um, I guess, uh, what's the word for, um, you know, professional career is yeah. to go back to studying. Um, so I'll be doing my master's um, this, this year, starting this year. I will probably won't finish till probably 2025. That's just how yeah. defense structure they this scholarship they don't do it all in one hit they try to make you do it slower because you're still working full-time and they don't, they don't want you to affect your working performance so my 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 aim of 2022 is to be able to complete all my classes that i've set out already in my uh that i've already been enrolled to and also i'm hoping to land a new role in 2022 um that is the next level up so yeah currently i'm an nice. i'm like a level six uh uh, public servant. So I want to go to the executive leader one um, position. So that's the goal of 2022. How about yourself, James? Nice. I'm hoping. I'm looking at some Salesforce certifications to be like working in the tech space. Do I go like Salesforce admin certification or like a marketing cloud 
admin certification in 2022, but also finishing off something I started last year for at the Scaled Agile Framework for Project Management mm. as a short kind of online course. Then I'm I'm already 25% of the way through that, checking my reminder emails today. Um, so almost there for that one. For, yeah, closer to the end yeah. than I was when I was at the beginning. So 75% of the way there. But just doing kind of a few little short courses um, to improve some skills along the way. That is cool. No, well, like, yeah, there you go. So like I said, yeah, for me, uh, so I, I currently I enjoy being a public servant. Um, working in the government is very interesting. You get to see the inner workings of it. Uh, working for defense is even more um, interesting, I'd say, just in general. Um, it's a very different uh, type of workspace. Obviously, they, they focus heavily on protecting Australia, which yeah. uh, I find to be an interesting uh, segment of the government. Mm. Uh, like I said, because I'm doing this scholarship that is sponsored by defense, I probably most likely stay in defense until I complete yeah. it. Uh, but in, in saying so, I, I think, like I said, yeah, if, if I could move to a, uh, like I said, just a different department, because I think I'll probably finish the majority of the things I can do in the current branch that I work in. Yeah. Uh, and, and I probably don't see any other major project happening within the branch in the next you know, a couple of years. So yeah. once I finish that, uh, probably time for me to kind of uh, look at a different, just different department altogether and just see. And I guess the one of my goal is to, cause you know, you're, you're going hard into tech. I'm, I'm, mm. I'm sort of moving away from tech and moving into yeah. management. Uh, so I'm, I may look into either human resourcing or just efficiencies. Yeah. So I might go into people uh, development or training or something like that. Which and again, it could still be around the tech space. You know, there's no there's no reason why it couldn't be. You know, just doing training on how to get better at, uh, mm. tech, tech adaptation in the government, or how do we get better use efficiencies and cost efficiencies in tech. In but I, yeah. I do I just do not want to go into the whole technical side of technology. As as you know, working with me, you know that as much as I understand it, yeah. uh, it's not my it's sort of not my strong suit. Um, the technical side of things, I always rely on you to kind of be yeah. the the technical person, every time we have a, mm. a chat with a supplier that involves a lot of technicals, you're in there to be the, my technical yeah. point of contact and I'm sort of the management side of things and I want to go hard into that because I just feel like that's where I bring more value instead of the people mm. side of things. As you probably know, like I said, you know, I think we had a really good team when we worked together. Um, I, yeah. I, as a manager, I think I was, you know, I guess I, I did an okay job. In terms of, I enjoyed it. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's why I was there for so long. Exactly. And I, it's really funny, right? Because as soon as you knew I was going, that's when you decided. Yeah. <laughs> that helps make my decision easier. Because <laughs> you were having a difficult time to whether you were going to go full time or Left, not um, right. in your current role. Oh, and, and then when you said, oh, look, I'm looking at it. And you're like, I think that kind of made your decision a lot easier to, oh, definitely. to leave. Um, so from that, I think, I, like I said, I think I, uh, I I did a pretty good job from a people management perspective. Um I think I did okay with the costs and, and sort of the limitation we had in our old company, right? They had a lot of yeah. limitation around budget, around yeah. uh, agile, you know, you know, and then just the risk, yeah. the, the risk profile. It was such a high risk profile. Like UK, just yeah. they do not, they do not <laughs> take any risks at all. Um, so yeah, that's that's where I'm hoping to move to professionally. What do you mm. think? Yeah, and I think it's an interesting reflection because I think 
I'll almost be the opposite for a little while, but I think I'm going to bend back towards that hmm. thing eventually because I'm conscious that over the long term, I'll probably end up looking towards the managing side of things as I get older um, and I gain more experience. But for the next kind of three to four years, I'll probably develop some of my technical skills a little bit more broadly hmm. um, to have a bit more breadth there. Yeah. Um, but then that'll probably end up managing, teaching, training, mentoring people as things grow. Yeah, and that's, that's great. I mean, I think that's where, as you know, a lot of the senior positions are going to be around there, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because the technical side, you're always going to get a lot of, you know, fresh blood that are just so wanting to get into the industry. Yeah. They were, they'll probably be a lot more quicker, a lot more efficient, a lot more uh, adaptive to the environment and the ever-changing IT environment. Yeah. But the people and the management skills, it's something that, again, doesn't really change a whole lot, right? Managing people doesn't change a whole lot, regardless of how the technology goes going forward. See, that's why I said I want to move into the yeah. people and the efficiency space because I'm thinking in the future, we may start thinking about our workforce, right? Mm-hmm. And go, how does technology affect our workforce? Yeah. Do we, does it equal mm-hmm. less people? Yeah. Or does it actually equal more people just in a different role? Yeah. Um, yet, and then, and then maybe, you know, maybe you increase the people by 10%, but the productivity output could be 50% or yeah. 100% more, more with more than previously, just because you're combining better skilled people and the technology that is available rather than just throwing heads at the problem, like what, yeah. you know, technically what people do currently is just throw more heads, throw more heads, no. <laughs> you can finish a project 10 times faster with 10 times people. T- 10 times less resources, correct. Yeah, and things like that, which will be interesting. Yeah, And so, I think this would be a topic potentially for another episode, but like where does kind of technology and HR and people all overlap with things like the metaverse. It's like, do people want to sit in meetings in VR headsets and stuff like yeah. that? Or like, what is the metaverse? But I, I think mean, we can shelve, we could talk about it briefly now, but yeah. I think that's an episode idea for later on. Yeah, definitely. You know, note it down. I think we, we definitely want to talk about that at some point. Um, that'd be really interesting. But yeah, so that's where I see myself going towards. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm just waiting for a position that allows me to do that at the moment. Um, but I was going to apply for a position this, uh, like that was up during, uh, right before Christmas. Yeah. There was a position, but the problem is one is it was a project management position, which again, would, would have helped. But the the biggest thing for me was the office was just upstairs from where I currently work. Not even upstairs, a different floor, but just the mezzanine of the same floor. Um, and yeah. it would have been very awkward. Uh, and two was that I haven't finished everything that I started in this current role. So yeah. as you know, I don't like to walk away when I'm, you know, everything hasn't, <laughs> yeah. you know, in the middle of things, as, as you've seen in WHM, I stuck around to finish everything and COVID kind of made me, gave me that kind of end of the road. Yeah. The maintenance. Um, and all of a sudden yeah. Because wrap things up. Yeah, nothing was going to happen in the next two years and I knew yeah. it. So I did the big stuff that we were gonna do, right? We, we yeah. put in we put in self checkout. We've uh, migrated the system from on premise to a sort of a private cloud. You know, we've done all the majority of the things we could have done, and you know, we 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 both had a hand in in all those projects. We put in Power BI mm-hmm. for God's sake, right? Like yeah. that was some some of the biggest projects we've done for that company, and mm-hmm. we felt like there wasn't gonna be anything big going on going forward for the next you know couple yes. of years. Because it was kind of an industry I also fell into 
Yeah, um, exactly. Because you kind of just came in to help Craig and yeah. uh, so, and then you sort of just continued on because we yeah. saw the value in you and, and we continued to utilize your, I guess, your skill set that you kept yeah. building over your uni, uh, your uni life, right? Definitely. And I, yeah. I'd probably be more interested if I was going back into retail, I'd probably be more interested in going into like wine retail or something there or like wine marketing or something where it's like, oh, actually I'd like and enjoy and think about this product and mm. have a good understanding of it. Whereas travel retail, my people show up, they go out, we sell stuff. Um, I might be more optimistic about returning to travel retail in 2025. Well, and yeah, then, that's why, that's what, I mean, that's the sort of next bit I want to talk to is I think 2022, we, we, we probably won't see much international travel, even in yeah. 2022, I think it's just the way that currently there's so much uncertainty and things just keep going back and forth. Remember right before mm. in November, things were easing so much, you know, all yeah. the restrictions have gone away and then Omicron, boom. Mm. And then suddenly, you know, politicians are backpedaling and case number rising. And, you know, again, like we're in Australia, we're one of the most vaccinated country now. We started off slow, but we went real real hard, real fast. And we were now one of the most vaccinated countries in the world. And we're not seeing the devastating impact, but other industries are being affected, right? Like supply chain management um, being impacted because, you know, less people in the warehouses, less drivers on the roads. Less, yeah. just less things, less production, less yeah. export, uh, import, export. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know whether there's sort of news like Woolworths are now struggling to keep their shelves um, stocked, mm, like not not due to panic buying, just due yeah. to supply chain. So yeah, yeah, and I think one thing I was ruminating and reflecting on was that all of a sudden, instead of lockdowns being compulsory, we're almost letting the free market run its course with having people in isolation. So you see things selectively freeze up when people in certain communities are in isolation, that staff shortages in a cafe can't open or a pizza place can't open because it's impacted the, the group of people that work there. And all of a sudden you've got all the, it's almost like a disjointed lockdown where some businesses are shut for four or five days or seven days whilst everyone isolates and then comes back. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. So yeah, I, I said I think I don't envision any mm. major travel in 2022 because yeah. I, I don't even envision myself going to say for Indonesia in 2022. Yeah. Mm, 2023 might be a chance, but for me, I feel like 2024 might be the the comfort. You know, the sort of the comfort yeah. zone for me, yeah. when everything hopefully should be a lot more. Uh, I guess people will just know a lot more. Yeah. And the processes are all embedded in. You know, we, we might not yeah. be ever back to the, the old days. Yeah. Uh, but we may get to the point where the processes are a lot more clear and everything is a lot more seamless and a lot yeah. more thought out so that yeah. when you travel, you know exactly what you need to do. You know, the yeah. A, B, and C. At the moment, everyone's yeah. just making guesses whenever you go anywhere. You're like, <laughs> like, what's going on? What do I have to do? Like I jumped. One of the reasons I went down to Melbourne a week or two ago now was because I talked to a friend. I'm like, wait, there's no paperwork I have to fill out. There's no extra tests. Like I can just hop on a plane like it used to be, buy a ticket, walk through, get on, get off, like like it used to be, like a normal. And like, oh, yeah, yeah. And I was sweet. So I booked a flight the night before um, with all the Qantas points that I had to be like, yep, let's do something fun. Let's do something spontaneous. So as things start to open up in 2022, my wife and I would probably 
like to travel domestically a little bit more, even if it's yeah. just road trips instead of locked, like instead of being lockdowns. Yep. See a little bit more of Australia. Yeah, I think we're the same. Um, so I I checked with the with the fans, and they've got some perks and some accommodation in some weird places. So we thought, look, that might be a, you know, yeah. I think we, there is accommodation in Wagga Wagga, for example, that we could yep. rent. There's one in Townsville. Yeah. Uh, there's one in a place called uh, where was it? Can't remember the actual name. Um, but it's in South Australia, but it's not Adelaide. Yeah. It's like probably 200 kilometers from Adelaide, so it's up yeah. north. Uh, again, you know, cheap accommodation, but still really nice places, like right next to beaches or next to rivers. So I thought, yeah. you know, why not? And and if we can get cheap accommodation, then you know, through through my current employer, yeah, I thought that would be worth a road trip. I think the next goal really for me is to probably upgrade the car because I don't know if this car will survive a road trip of you know six to seven hundred kilometers um, in one hit kind of thing, or, yeah. or even make, you know, a few thousand kilometers. It's just make sure you do a car service first. Yeah, I mean, the car probably will make it. The only problem is I don't think you'll be that comfortable uh, yeah. for that long, long uh, type yeah. of uh, trip, you know. My jazz is getting up there in age and kilometres. Uh, yeah. So we think we, if we, whenever the car industry bounces back, I don't know when that's going to be, but we think we're going to upgrade. Because at the moment, you, you're yeah. waiting a minimum of six months for any car at the moment, unfortunately. Yeah. So. Oh, man. I heard even like it meant the pricing on the second-hand markets increased because... Oh, yeah. Supply and demand. Yeah, like I said, yeah, I looked at how much my car is worth. My car is worth more than what yeah. I pay, what I paid for it, James. So Ooh. it's pretty good <laughs> considering. Not bad for buying for cars at the moment. Appreciating asset. Who would have thought a car would have been an appreciating asset? Well, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, don't, don't get me started on that. There's a they few usually cars. go down instead of up. No, well, yeah, I had I had a chance to buy a particular car that is now worth twice its value that I would have paid for, but I didn't buy it because yeah. I just thought, nah. That was terrible. That was a bad. Decision. That was a bad uh, financial decision. Yeah. But yeah. who would have known? Yeah, investing. I'm hoping. I don't know. I'm contemplating buying a little bit more crypto, maybe in the next few months. Mm. Um, seeing what the prices are at. I'm going to continue mining crypto in in 2022 um, as part of that. I'll probably invest in a little bit more kind of tech stuff, like audio, video recording stuff, to be able mm. to do more podcasts and potentially. Mm services for like video production and things in the future yeah um because if i know how to do this skill for us but then i can also do that for other purpose-driven entrepreneurs and it's like hey i can record a video for you yeah you can edit a video for them i can can edit a video for i can upload it uh like is that a mutually beneficial financial arrangements where i get paid for services yeah but then it means i can buy nicer gear and it becomes so, like a yeah. nice, nice spiral. Yeah, no, like I think, yeah, crypto is interesting. I mean, obviously, I, I kind of got out of the crypto game in 2021, made pretty good money in 2021 on crypto, yeah. so I'm happy about that. Uh, but I think I had my feel and I thought, look, uh, I'm, I'm, I want to, yeah, you're right, I want to do a lot more investing in 2022, yeah. I think, um, increase my portfolio uh, and... Mm. Um, well, I don't think it's going to happen in 2022, but I'm keep building my sort of my my goal of doing the pilgrimage. As you know, that's yeah. what I wanted to do, right? The Hajj. So that's, you know, at least $26,000 that i got to yeah. collect. Um, but that's an investment again, you know, if, you know, if you're religious, I guess that's an investment for the, for the hereafter rather than the current world. So for me, that's yeah. a worthy investment and I want to do it. 
uh, and I'm I'm very close in, to that goal, so I'm gonna continue. Yeah. And I've been doing it through investment. I yeah. I haven't just put in money in a in a savings account. Yeah, I've been buying stocks with those money. Yeah, I know that investment is a long term thing. So I knew that when I started this goal, it wasn't gonna be a one or two year. It was gonna be a five year type saving. Yeah. So Planning I am in two years or three years in. Yeah, hopefully in two years that matures enough and I can cash out and then do my pilgrimage and then start again. Uh, yeah. So that would be interesting, yeah. I'd say the least. So probably even in terms of big purchases, Sarah and I will be thinking about whether we wanted to go down the path of like, do we want a five percent deposit and see if we can get access to the first home buyer scheme like and find something affordable, or do we want to try and like save up more for the future, but maybe five, ten years away and go five or twenty percent or ten or twenty percent. Um, as a deposit yeah I mean I don't know I mean I guess I was just fortunate when I went into this scheme like my 5% is now worth 20 already so without having to do anything yeah. you know what I mean so because yeah. my, my my house value went up so much that now my my loan to value ratio is under 80% now so yeah. that's pretty good because you know considering all, all things considering that I did I only collected 5% yeah Um, I managed to increase my you know my actual uh equity in this house to more than 20 percent, which is great yeah yeah which is yeah an awesome well it was just <laughs> the market's again, you know, thriving yeah just just i was just lucky i bought it in a downtime uh, yeah. and and now the the houses prices went back to normal especially where i live mm. um so i am 15 minutes away from the city uh, i don't yeah. think you and sarah will be able to afford oh. anything 15 minutes away from the city that be... never in sydney like <laughs> that that ship has sailed unless you have generational money <laughs> That shit has left the I, I need to win the lottery or like be a like bleeding edge entrepreneur in the metaverse or something. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Like you would have need you need you need to be able to somehow I need to build okay. a company, get acquired by Google, and then they give you like cash yeah. of like ten million, and you'd be like, right. Or come up with the next kind of crypto punks or crazy board yacht club, whatever the ape or whatever the the board ape. Yacht Club or something. <laughs> Come up with the next big digital collection of art for NFTs and non fungible tokens and Yeah. Like so. it'd like but that's an absolute moonshot. Like I'm not sure if I'd have a better chance of working hard for something like that or winning the lottery. Um Yeah. They're both just about uh, your chances just about as as, as as you know, about the same, right? Yeah, like so. they're both both uh, big Nothing like nothing's guaranteed with that. It's like just big, big risk for an investment of time. Um, with who knows what the payoff could be. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, so yeah, we'll, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Mm. But I mean, that, that, I guess that's some of the stuff we're, we're looking forward mm. to in Any, uh 2022. 2022. You know, again, we only are the 7th of uh, January today, so uh-huh. very yeah. early on, we, very we're early on. Still very optimistic about our, our chances. <laughs> um, we still have 358 days of the year. Yep. I'm not so, sure if it's a leap year, so we might even have 359. Uh, 20, 24 is a leap year, I think. Okay. So don't think yeah. it's a leap year. We have over 350 days left in the year. Yeah, 250, um, wait, 256. So is that 300 and... Is this, wait, how many is that? 356, right? 365 days in a year. Seven days in. So 358. 358. 357 days. It's Friday afternoon. All right. Evening. Let's do it. Let's do it. We've got plenty of time left in the year. Break down those little goals into manageable chunks and see see what we can achieve. Um, Are you... Okay, how about one thing then? 
Do you have anything you want to get back into that you fell out oh. of in uh, previously in 2022? That's a great question. For for one thing, I didn't mention that I want to do that's new mm. is doing a marathon. Um, that's right. That's one of the, the one of the things I want to get back into, like so that'll be more exercise, more training. Mm. So I was probably in a better pattern of rhythm before 2020 for doing exercise and doing team sports. So getting back into that as a rhythm. But then also being like, you either do a marathon or you don't, but you need to do the training leading up to it and yeah. more reading. So just because working from home, I can go straight to playing a video game. So like I've got a bookshelf behind in front of me and I've got a bookshelf to the side of me, but I often will get like books for Christmas and then kind of put the book on, on the shelf. The shelf. Um, right. Instead of like... <laughs> reading it. <laughs> reading it. So I've got books that I've got from 2019 that I haven't read yet in 2020. Um, so reading some of those books um, to get through and doing more reading because it's something I really enjoy, but it's also something that I used to do on a train ride in to the work office. Yeah, we don't have that, do we? Have them, yeah. see? So, I mean, I'm the same. Yeah. I've got some great books here. As you know, look, I mean, you know, this nice book right there. Making Money. Making Money, Made yeah. Simple. Um, we yeah. got Tiny Habits. Ah, uh, the small change that change everything. Well, you know, last time. This is was done by a PhD. Um, he's a founder of Behavior Designer Lab at Stanford. So, he's some great books that yeah. I got. I I should be reading them. Yeah, but I don't. Uh, so, yeah, let's see. We can do some of that. Uh, yeah, and then probably a few more audio books as well. Probably yes. Just I do have that. Mix it up because I have an Audible account where I picked up a few different books and it's like oh, i may as well use those as well but i've got to then go cancel audible and probably review review all my subscriptions like how many subscriptions have i just kind of added on over time in 2020 and 2021 <laughs> that like like it, it's gonna be sound silly but sarah and i have been married for over a year now and we're paying for spotify separately but what? i've still got a family plan it's just we haven't i should do that like today fix that but go on the spotify family but it's just because there are things running in parallel. That... Come on. No, no. You can fix that really quickly. Like, I fixed it immediately. So, and it's just figuring, like, consolidating stuff like that where, like, shared expenses mm. can be minimized. Oh, yeah. No, no. I think, uh, I think it's a great time. I don't know whether you, you – have you read The Bay, the Barefoot Investor yet? I – that's one of the audio books that I have to finish. Yes. So if you, you know, as you know, you need to go and continue to have your date nights. You need to be open with your spouse about your money situation and work in unison. So I've had my sort of my date night talking about money and we've agreed, all right, you know, this is what we're going to do. Um, obviously, yeah. it's a little bit different with my situation. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, it, it's just great to, I think the exercise of reducing yeah. costs I, I, I actually had so much fun doing it, like, you know, cancelling subscription, combining yeah. family plans, um, you know, changing companies because uh, it was cheaper, like insurance, for example, Definitely. right? I, I was, I had so much fun doing that, actually. I think you, you need to write yeah. down every expense you had and who are they with and then see where you can optimize. I think insurance is one of them because we kind of yeah. let it just continue because it's just mm -hmm. easier to let it continue. Oh. Uh, health and car. Yeah. content all that kind of stuff yeah i've learned now to do it every single year review mm -hmm. every single year and you know what the funny thing is i change companies every single year only we only what, what we find about insurance companies they do not 
they do not treat their loyal customers nicely. They treat their new customers nicely. So yeah. I'm a new customer to these companies every couple of years. So I'll, yeah. I'll go back and forth just because the yeah. offer for new customers are better than any renewal you're going to get. I, I just did that with my car insurance, for example. Yeah. They were going to charge me $260 and I found somebody who charged me $165. Like, come yeah. on. You were going to send me a renewal and it was easier for me to just ignore it and let it order, order a direct debit. I'm like, nah. I'm going to be proactive about this and actually yeah. save myself like $90. So yeah, Great move. I also want to change my super fund. I've just gone with the default that oh. I set up with back in 2013 and I need a, I want to like, oh, low-cost super, get on it as you, early as possible. Are you with REST? I think I'm with Australian super ah, okay well you know you technically don't have to change your company you might just change the portfolio yeah potentially, potentially or go to a low cost one where and just i yeah i did i didn't change my company i'm still with rest who, who i was with since 2000 since 2000 yeah but what i did was i found that they've got a no fee low cost index yeah um fun awesome i switched to them immediately and you know yeah. what i was so lucky james that i switched right before covid so my stock value was like increased exponentially once you know the, the the market bounced back. Yeah, it's funny that um you know as you know I took out the government's offer to 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 draw your super. Yeah, I drew the you know the the maximum amount which is twenty thousand dollars out of my super, yeah. and now I have more money than what I had originally in there because. I, when I switched over, yeah. um, the stock market went down and I kept paying, um, you know, I kept getting my super paid into that okay. low cost index fund yeah. while the stock market was so cheap. Yeah. And then it bounced back and now I have more money in there than what I had before I drew the $20,000. So yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. And I knowing that the cost will eat away at the principal yeah. year after so, year after year. For, for comparison, the, so rest um, core strategy was costing me around five to six hundred dollars a year. Yeah. Um, just you know, on, on all the various fees. Yeah. They're low cost, no fee. Or, you know, there's technically no fee, but there's still a fee. Um, you know how much it's costing me a year, including the insurance in it? About $158 from $600. Yeah. It's a big difference. Four hundred dollars every year is gonna eat into your superannuation in the long term. So yeah. think about it. You need to go and do that. Don't 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 slack off on that one, please. Because yep. <laughs> currently, end of January. Well, no, currently the stock market's also going into a bit of a lull because of Omicron. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's a good time for you to switch if you're going to go to more towards um, uh, share heavy index funds. Yeah. Um, do it right before this. I reckon in in February, March, when people will know what the hell is going on with Omicron, things are going to bounce back again. Yeah, and you would have then probably been a better place so yeah. don't don't slack off on that one yeah 2022 <laughs> don't slack off on that one definitely I, I, it was one of the things that i intended to do like two three months after getting married but then all of a sudden 12 15 months later it's like oh that, yeah. uh, that, that's kind of the can just kind of tumbles down the road life gets in the way unfortunately yeah. so i know that uh, so they're, they're the things where you have to have kind of a pattern interrupt or some intellectual moment to be like, no, nope, need to get this done now. Yeah. So, so there, well, there you go. See, we, we, we've come up with some plans. I mean, our listeners, yeah. if you're listening, if you live in Australia, please do not neglect your super. If you're still yeah. on the default plan, please go and do some research and review. Maybe there's a better um, low-cost uh, uh, funds or low-cost plan within your current fund out there. Believe me, like it's, 
it made a big difference. Think about it. Like five hundred dollars yeah. every year in ten years. That's five thousand dollars that could have been in yeah. your pocket. And that could be um, compounding interest. Compounding interest on top of that, you're just going to be losing a lot of money. Um, yeah. So over the next 40, 50 years. So think I'm, about that. I'm probably quite aware that I'm probably going to be working for the next 40, 45, 50 years maybe. Not unless we sell this podcast to Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is I love I love work and I love the process. So, <laughs> well, I mean, we, we could just be paid, getting paid a lot more for <laughs> doing this podcast. Eventually. Yeah, just might be um, get working one or two days a week. And yeah, like... Uh, doing more well, kind of volunteer work during the week. What was the company where... that was bought out by podcast? The one that I, I was listening to them before they were right. bought out? Um, uh, yeah, it's... They, they even had a podcast on them getting acquired okay. by, by Spotify. <laughs> the, the guy started recording when he started the company. Yeah, that's incredible. Um, and because he was the host of... Uh, Documenting the journey. He was, the, he, he, was in, he, was in, he was a host of one of the, like, one of the most popular podcasts. Yeah. Um, and then he left that to start his own company. And then yeah. in five years, they got acquired by Spotify and he became yeah. a millionaire. So... Ah, uh, yes. Uh, Gimlet Media. That's, a, that's, one uh, of the, that, that's okay. the company that was acquired by Spotify. Because Spotify wanted to increase their podcast game. So they acquired a podcast company. And he yeah. started it um, after leaving uh, Planet Money, I think is the podcast that he was Oh, yeah, NPR and Planet Money. I yeah, NPR, yeah. So he, yeah, so it's, that, was, that was a really good, you should listen to that podcast. It's not a long one, it's, it's a, a, but it is yeah. on his journey from starting Gimlet Media to getting acquired by Spotify until they yeah. closed the deal. Yeah. So awesome. that was a really good journey. Um, so yeah, you never know, man. In five years, we could be acquired by yeah, Apple or something. We're documenting the journey of whatever we're doing. Yeah, we set out business. We like these two fools that just talk about random <laughs> crap. You know, let's let's kitchen conversations. What we, what we are <laughs> we used to talk about in the kitchen, and this year we're talking about our 2022 goals. And I think one of them that I didn't mention for the side hustle, it'd be nice to sell 100 scented candles this year. Right. That just to be like a concrete number, sell our first hundred. See if it's a viable thing to continue, or is it something that we need to reevaluate for twenty twenty three and just cut our losses? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's an interesting one. I mean, my, my wife, you know, because you know, we we sell scarves and and mm. sort of. My wife went into a new model of selling scarves, which is very funny. What what do you call that model where you don't pay for the stock, but you just get a profit out of selling every one of them? Um, you know, like affiliate marketing. No, no, it's no. You 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 you're given the stock by the supplier. Yeah. You sell it, yeah, and then you just get a you know you get a cut out of that sale, uh, but yeah. majority of the money obviously goes to the supply because you're not paying for the stock, so you know right. you know it's not yours. And then if you don't sell it, you return it. Yeah, is that it's, kind it's, of like sale and return or multi level marketing? No, it's, it's um, like... there's, there's there's a word for it in WH Smith. We we have them um, because we sale. do that with magazines. We do that uh, with sale or return. No, no, yeah, there's a, there's a word anyway. Um, yeah, she's trying this new model right now yeah. because she found somebody who. Holding a large amount of stock in Australia, but yeah. not the time to sell it. Yeah. So she's like, "Look, give them to me. I'll take it. I'll sell it for you, and I'll just get a percentage of the sale." And then she's happy because you know what? If they don't sell, we return it. We we have zero loss in that. Yeah, it's like just the time. Yeah. So we tried that new it's model. So again, deal. you know, we both are trying different things, and she's doing pretty well yeah. at it. Um, yeah. So yeah, let's see yeah. where this this year goes. What do you reckon? Yeah. Definitely, because what, what lies behind that selling 100 candles this year is me actually figuring out e-commerce and, like, Facebook ads and stuff and, like, how do I, like, make an ad that will convert people and how do I, like, flex my marketing degree to actually be, like, useful 
and can I turn, can I sell a product online effectively and use e-commerce to do that and figure out all the stuff that goes from making the product to set sale and like warranty and after sale and returns and like all that stuff. There you go. So, uh, look, I think, um, you know, we, without going too long into this podcast, I think this one is running a bit long now. Um, but I think 2022, some inter- it's an interesting year, right? We know we're two years yeah. into the pandemic. We, we, we've learned a lot more about what, you know, what it is, how, we, how the government reacts to it and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So, uh, and then now we've set ourselves some goals. So, you know, like I said, I, I reckon the December, whatever, the last week of December that we usually do our last episode of the year, that's going to be an interesting one um, this that year uh, because we'll go, we're going to because we kind of didn't do one of this um, in 2021. Maybe we did in January, but we didn't really review it. But yeah, we can go back just away from it. both of us at the end of the year, wasn't it? <laughs> we we be- can go back and look at it. I don't know. Twenty. If we do the last Friday, probably yeah, either the thirtieth or the twenty third, or probably the last Friday of the year. Yeah, twenty third. But you know, right before, because once we get into that Christmas oh, New Year period, we barely basically right yeah, off. We, we barely uh, write that off by doing family stuff. So twenty yeah. third of December, right before Christmas, we'll probably release it during Christmas. So uh, for you to listen 26 to twenty second. Yeah, to listen to uh, during your holiday break. Um, but we'll review. We definitely review this episode. We'll. We'll revisit every single thing that we say we we're going to do and see whether we succeed <laughs> Get back or, the or, 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 or there's improvements to be made in those areas. What do you reckon? <laughs> Definitely. I'll have to like kind of write them down and put them in a document somewhere so we can review it and pull it back um, for when I do the edits for both of those episodes. The episode now that I'm recording and we're recording to then be able to then review those for the future episode looking back on the year. <laughs> yeah. But now, now that I know that we're going to do that, it's like, well, how do I make sure I hit all those goals over the next exactly. 12 months? Exactly. So I think I that's, that's, it's just a way to motivate both of us, yep. isn't it? Motivation. Just to, to, to go, well, you know what? I don't want to come into this last episode going, I hit none of those goals. So if you want to go and come in and go, I hit all those goals yep. just to, again, you know, I, I just like to do it just to annoy you, you know, like I usually do. <laughs> <laughs> just stir the pot a little bit. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I've, uh, I've, I've sat next to a, we gave him a, an actual title in defense. We call him the uh, uh, shit stirrer in chief is what we gave him the title of because he's a, he's a pot stirrer like in yeah. nobody's business. So yeah, um, I sat next to him for a whole year. I've learned a lot about just, you know, do it just to spite people. I don't know. It's just fun. It gives, <laughs> it, 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 it's a motivation in its own right. Yeah, to be honest. So, it, it is. <laughs> So thank you for tuning in and listening to another episode of Kitchen Conversation with James and Rama. Kitchen Conversations is a podcast about anything and everything, and it's also a way to document our journey of starting our side hustles and businesses and sharing life together. We started it back in 2020 when the pandemic first hit and we've continued it on until now. So please consider subscribing. Let us know if you have any questions for future episodes by contacting us at kitchenconversations at folent.net and we can answer your question there and have it as a topic for a future episode. Any closing remarks, Rama? Uh, Yeah, 2022. Let's make it a good one. Very nice. So stay safe, stay healthy and make sure you follow the guidelines and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye everyone. Bye.